Everybody, welcome to another edition. Welcome, Penny Van, and welcome, Lorna. Appalachians Tales of Terror with Jimmy and Lorna again. Tammy Johnson, 
Dr. Carroll, how are you doing today? Well, pretty good. Chris, how about you? Wonderful. Hello there, Yolanda. Doing pretty good. Weekend went by quickly again, like yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. It's been pretty quiet this weekend, uh, paranormal-wise, but it could be the calm before the storm. Sometimes it seems like it runs in waves, but I haven't had any cases recently. Well, pretty come quiet. On, yes, it has been. Has been. Yeah. So interesting. So tonight's subject, who is your God? Oh, yes. You know, um, back in the old day, the olden days, and back in the times of long ago, men, men worshiped many different gods. You know, uh, you take the gods of Greece. I have some friends in Greece. And uh, uh, they still mention them every now and then, although they, they're they Orthodox Church over there now, mainly. But um, uh, they still talk about the gods of Greece. Uh, science could not name planets without them, of course. And uh, so, uh, you know, mythology goes back a long ways. We look at the gods of, uh, of the Vikings and the Sumerians and the Phoenicians. It goes way back. We always had a bunch of gods, especially look at the Egyptians. And most of their gods were half people and half animals of some sort, uh, represented that way, by the way. But um, it's interesting to look at all the Parthenon of gods that people once, once upon a time worshipped. But Chris, here's the really weird thing. We still have a lot of gods in this world that we still have to deal with. It's not, you know, there is a very famous biblical passage in the Bible that says, you believe in one God, you do well. The devils believe also and tremble. Uh, but we have a lot of different gods to contend with nowadays. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's still a bunch of gods out there, okay? The gods of this world. And that's what, of course, the title of, the, of tonight's show is. Who is your God? Who is your God? Who is the God that you commemorate, that you uh, worship? Who is that God, you know? Um, or what? They, you know, God can be different things, not just personages. They can be things as well, things that you pursue, you know, that you go after. So those can be your gods as well. But, you know, Jesus says something very important. I think we mentioned this a couple of shows back, if I'm not mistaken. I, keep, I, forget, I always forget last week's show as soon as I do it. <laughs> but I think we mentioned the fact that Jesus said the God of this world, okay? And I've asked people this before. I said, do you worship the God of this world? A lot of people say, oh, yeah, I believe in God, you know. Oh, yeah, I believe there's God. And I said, no, you didn't listen to my question. Do you worship the God of this world? It's not who you think it is, okay? You, you may think it's God in heaven with his angels and Jesus and all that. That's what we talked about last show, about the Holy Spirit. All of those things that dwell in heaven now. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the God of this world. And it's not who you think it is. It is good old Satan. Okay. Mr. Lucifer. Scratch. Beelzebub. Whatever name you want to give him. He is the true God of this world. And he stole this world, by the way. He's a thief. Jesus said that very plainly. He is a murderer. A liar. 
and a thief. He has stolen this world from God. He's stolen everything God had. He's stolen God's rainbow. He stole, he steals a lot of uh, church stuff, doctrine and all that. He steals a lot of things from God, okay? Very important stuff. He's a thief. I don't know about you, but I always hate a thief. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there you are. You work hard all your life. You get what little bit you got, and here comes some monkey along that breaks in your house and steals everything you got for nothing. I said, that's just downright mean and, and wicked and evil and definitely, you know, not good. Thieves are bad guys. And this guy is the supreme thief. Okay? He is the thief of thieves. He, he has stolen everything important in this world. But you know what? When we look at that, Chris, we got to think about the world order. That's what we're talking about here. He is the God. He's not really the God of the trees and the plants and the flowers and the oceans. Those are still under the direction of God, by the way, in many aspects. But, but don't forget one moment that Satan cannot twist and turn nature also the way he wants it to go what do you think all these bad storms and natural disasters and all that stuff are precipitated by a lot of times by demonic forces that are at work in this world okay definitely without a doubt but they are not the rulers of nature god is still in control of this universe okay Thank good, thank God for that, because he's still around. He's still got control. Because if the bad guys were really in absolute one hundred percent control, we would not be here right now. That's true. We would be destroyed without doubt. Uh, so that's a good thing. But the world order is under the control of this God of the, of the God of this world. Okay, and there, listen and listen to this real close, folks. There are gods of government. There are gods of education. There are gods of the churches. Now, who do you think it is? Okay. There are gods of religion. Okay. There are gods of the military. You know, there's almost like a, uh, a worship of gods in the military. Okay. In certain aspects of the military, they're they're caught up on the macho stuff. They they almost worship death in a way. In some aspects, some parts of the military, not all of them, of course, but some do. Um, look at the gods of the of the Mexican cartels and the drug cartels. Okay, uh, uh, I think I think of her name, the Marito God. You know, she looks like Mary, but she's a skeleton and all that. That's their god. They, they actually feel like she protects them in their evil endeavors, okay? Think about that. So there are many different gods, but these gods are really not gods, okay, folks? I mean, I'm going to pull the blanket back and let you see what they really are. Here. They're not really god gods, okay? They're not honest-to-god gods, okay? <laughs> they are, a lot of times, demonic princes of hell. That's what they are. Okay, that's what they truly are. But like I've said before about demons, and that's what this show is about, demonology. Let me say this about demons. They are egotistical maniacs. They want you to worship them, and they want to set themselves up as gods. They want you to worship them as gods. 
Well, they love that, you know. And down through the history of mankind, they have fooled men and women into believing that they are gods. Okay? Well, they're not. One of my favorite Christian writers was Lester Sumrall. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, have you, Chris? Yes. Lester Sumrall, great, great, great guy. Not only a great preacher, an evangelist, but a fantastic teacher. Okay? I've got many... Many of his books here in my library. Lester Summerall had a price on his head because he went around to foreign countries exposing who their gods really were. And they didn't like that, you know. He would tell them, your God's not who you think it is. It's a demon. Interesting. You know? well, they did, but they didn't want to hear that. <laughs> they didn't, oh, no, no, you're attacking our religion. That's our belief, though. We know, we know different, you know. But he put a price on his head for that because Lester Summerall told the truth. And the truth hurts sometimes, people. Sometimes people will kill you if you tell the truth. Okay, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to believe it. But Lester Summerall, and I'll tell you what, he had very interesting cases, Chris. I remember one case that Lester Summerall actually had where a demon-possessed girl would be would this demon would turn her invisible you believe that wow uh, i know demons can do a lot of things but this they would actually turn this this young lady in invisible and, and lester was the only one that could see her when when they did this because he could see through their tricks he could see these false gods, folks, that's what they really are. They're false gods. Okay? The gods of this world are false gods. And the gods that you may pursue and worship, and you don't realize it sometimes, like money or fame or, 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 or drugs or alcohol, whatever it is, the princes of hell are behind these things. Okay? Okay, they're the gods of this world. The false gods is what they truly are. They're not real gods. They, to be a real, true god, Chris, you must, you have to fulfill one precedent. You know what that is? What is? You it? have to be perfect in all your ways. Perfection is holiness, and holiness is perfection. And you know, we've talked a lot about AI. Why it's so dangerous? Because Here's the re number one reason why AI is so dangerous. It is made by imperfect beings. AI will never be perfect in this world because it is made, programmed by imperfect beings. Okay, get that in your mind real quick, okay? In all this universe, Jesus said no one is good, no one but the Father. He is the perfection, the empirical perfection that you hold everything up against and judge it by God. That's who God, the real true God of this universe is, okay? He is holy and righteous in his perfection. He doesn't do anything wrong. He doesn't make mistakes. He does change his mind once in a while, but he has to do that because he's stealing. Look who he's dealing with. Right. He's dealing with the very imperfect people. Why are we imperfect? That goes all the way back to the, our beginning. Because this world, this world, the world system, 
the natural world around us, uh, that includes us, we are all infected with sin. And sin breeds what, Chris? Imperfection. Always. It is. Yeah, always. And that's what these gods, so these are not true gods, okay? Get that out of your mind now. These are false gods. Like I said, most of them are princes of hell. They have, I'm not going to mention their names, okay? I'm not going to give them any propaganda. They go on. But the princes of hell rule a lot of this stuff because they're under the one true god of this world. That's what he was called, Satan, okay? Now, a lot of times, these gods that you pursue, which can be money, wealth, fame, whatever the situation is, that they get between you and the real god of this universe. Okay, when whatever it may be, it can be a person, it can be your job, it can be it can be a lot of different things. It gets between you and the real god of this universe. That's your God, okay? Whether you want to say that or not, it is your God, okay? You're, you're laying your soul down at the altar of this false God. This God between you and the real one, the real thing, okay? And there is only one person who is worthy to stand between you and your maker, your creator. And that, of course, is his son, Jesus Christ. He paid the price in order to stand there to help us. He didn't do it to... He didn't do it to get power over us. He did it to save us, to keep us from destroying ourselves eventually, which we will do if we're not careful because we are infected by sin. Imperfection breeds imperfection. Okay? You're not going to get anything perfect. I don't care what it is. You're not going to get real perfection from the imperfection. It just don't work that way. That's a law of the universe, okay? That is a law of the universe. That's why, you know, there's another one. Like I said, can't go wrong. It will go wrong. That's another law. There are many different laws of the universe, but that is a big one out there, folks. Don't forget it. Keep that in your mind. Imperfection will not produce perfection. And here's the other way it goes. Perfection will not produce imperfection. It has to keep itself straight, okay? That's why I've said this before. People say, oh, you're crazy. But I say this, God has put, has set down, you know, here's the thing about it. People think about the real God of this universe. Is, oh, he's a mean old man. He's setting out a bunch of rules for us, and he just makes us do what we don't want to do and all this stuff. And when we, That's not what it is, folks. God himself lives by a set of rules. He does. God has set down laws for himself that he will not violate. That's why I can ask you to do that. He's, God is never going to ask you to do something that he would not do himself. It just don't work that way. Okay? That's God. Because that would be imperfect, would it not? Yes, it would. It. Yeah. So God is being holiness, righteous, perfect, perfect, whatever tag you want to put on that, has to maintain that. He can't lie. He can't go back on his word. There's a lot of things God can't do because he set his own self. He don't need to do that. He's God. He can do whatever he wanted to, if he really wanted to. But can he do that and still remain God? That's a philosophical question a lot of men have asked 
over the edges. I don't think he can. He has to maintain that perfection to be to still be God because that makes what makes him God. It makes him worthy to be the God of this universe. Don't you understand? Yes. It may, that makes him the one that the only one that can fulfill that job. But let's look back at our world system again. When we talk about the end of the world, we're not talking about the world blowing up in a big ball of flame and everything being destroyed. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the end of a world system here, folks. Okay? And whether you know it or not, you are worshiping the God of this world. That's who your God is, whether you know it or not. Why? Because you give him taxes. What do you want it? You give him the money he needs to fuel the things he does. And some of the stuff that he does would blow your mind if you knew what it was, okay? Uh, Chris and I, we know a little bit about these things. We know right. what we're talking about. We know what he's up to. Some of this, but it is mind-blowing. It would You would not sleep at night, okay, if you knew what this God of, the, of this world was up to, okay? But you're working for him, whether you want to or not, because he's the God of this world. You're paying taxes for him. You're, you're going along with what he says to do. If he tells you to, to get uh, uh, take a pill, you'll take it. Okay? Or, or if he tells you to, to some direction to do, you'll go in that direction. He's telling you he's pulling the strings on us. And we've got to, we've got to realize this spiritually. We've got to open our eyes spiritually to what this darkness is that's going on around us, how it's infecting our lives. Even worse than it ever has before. Because the God of this world knows one thing is very important, folks. He knows without a doubt right now, tonight, right here and now, that he is quickly running out of time. Okay? And I've told people this before. They say, oh, you're crazy, Dennis. But yeah, hold on a minute. The demons are punching overtime cards, folks. I've seen this happen in my lifetime. I've seen demonic activity increase a hundredfold within just the last 10 years. Why? you got to ask yourself a very important one. When something like that pops up, we as paranormal investigative researchers, we ask, hey, what, what is this? Why is this? Because they know their time is growing short. Let me say something about the demons. They have preternatural knowledge. Okay, don't ever forget that. They have preternatural knowledge because they were once angels. And I'm going to be doing a show next week on Hunting the Shadows on this, all about angels. Angels are a fascinating thing. These guys used to be angels. I call them the ex-angels. Okay. These guys used to be angels. They were very, very brilliantly, brilliantly smart. Some of the smartest things that walk the halls of this universe. Don't 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 sell them short, okay? And but they have lost their perfection. Demons have lost their angelic perfection, their holiness. Okay, because they turned their backs on it. They got talked out of heaven, folks. Think about that a minute. They got talked out of heaven. Who did it? Who did it, Chris? Lucifer. He talked them right out of heaven. That's pretty smart. Think about that, because he was talking to some of the smartest beings that exist. 
that's pretty slick in my book. Okay. Yeah. Now, anyway, and don't think you're going to stand up against him with your mindset. Be very careful when you think you will, because you're, you're really biting off a whole lot more than you can chew if you're not careful. Okay. But that's where faith comes in. But anyway, let's get back to the gods of this world. The gods of this world, your governments, they are, they are your, uh, your industries. They're everything. They've infected everything, folks. They're in everything. Right now, I can assure you without a doubt, in boardrooms of corporations, right now, sitting in the board chair are demonic entities that look like people. But that's not what they are, okay? I've said this in my book, The Road Unseen. There came a time in my investigative research when I had to ask my own self a question. I know what it appears to be, but what is really behind the mask? I could tell there was something there and it was wearing a mask, trying to appear what it really wasn't. Let me think it was, okay? What is behind the mask, folks? That's the question we have to ask. What are we dealing with? And nine times out of ten, when you pull that mask back, you know what's staring back at you, Chris? Evil. The demonic evil and human evil. That's what it is. And that's what's behind the mask of these corporations and these, uh, these uh, lawyers, associations, all these different things. I saw the other day where a guy was... Uh, actually sworn into a uh, an educational post and he put his hand on a stack of woke books that were banned in a lot of libraries that what does that tell you about this guy huh? right that's what his that's what his curriculum is okay uh they don't they're not even trying to hide anymore folks okay because they got they think they've got the upper hand at all this the God of this world has got to the point where he says, I've got everybody just about where I want them. Okay, because they're working for me. They're worshiping me, whether they know it or not. They're bowing to me. Because I truly am the God of this world. But one day, he's going to lose that throne. Because that throne does not belong to him. But don't go with him, folks. You have that choice, you know. Chris and I have heard this. We talked about this before. We've heard so many people say, oh, what kind of a God do you worship that would send you to hell? God's not going to send you to hell, folks. You are going to send you to hell, okay? That's the way that's going to go, you know? Dennis, would you agree that evil was the reason all those in charge of the scriptures made sure they were changed and edited and destroyed? A lot of things, Penny, were changed, but the, the main core, the main seed of the scriptures is still there, okay? Don't discount that. They can't, they will never, ever destroy the real truth in this world. Be happy about that, okay? The real truth is there. Semper veritas, okay? Always the truth. Okay, that's what you want to go for. Don't be like Pontius Pilate. What is truth? Find your truth, know it, and live with it, and embrace it. The real truth. And I tell you that before who that is. 
Okay, that is Jesus Christ. The way, the truth, and the life. Okay. Uh, Crystal says, when you understand right division that God changed how he dealt with humanity because it was set aside due to unbelief, the age of grace with Jesus sacrifice was ushered in. It had to happen, Crystal. It was the fate and destiny of mankind. It had to go that route. Somebody had to come and really save us, okay? And you're going to really like next week's show. We're going to be doing a Christmas show. And the name of it is The Greatest Gift of All. I want you to be here, and I want you to hear this story that I'm going to tell next week, okay? But anyway, I'm not going to get into that right now. Uh, all the nail before the King of Kings, the true King of Kings. This is what he says in the end of time. The end, whenever when the, the day of judgment comes, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. It don't matter who you are, if you're Donald Trump or Joe Biden or the king of England or whoever you are, you're going to bow and you're going to confess. Okay. Let's hope it's a good confession and not a bad confession. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's the way you want to go. And, you know, that's why I say God doesn't send people to hell or wherever their punishment, whatever name you want to give that punishment is. He doesn't do that. He never made hell for you and me. Jesus conquered hell and death. Okay, he has the keys to hell and death. Oh, so, you know, death, where is I uh where is I saying with grave, where is thy victory? He's conquered it for you and for me. If we'll only accept that, he's bypassed the God of this world. You know what? And I've said this before, and it's very dramatic, but I'm gonna say it again. One night, 2,000 years ago in an olive garden, the war was won. He got kissed on the cheek, Mother Devil. Because the devil thought, I got him right where I want him. But the war, the real war, was won. Jesus won the war for us, folks. We've got to fight and win the battle. Until he comes back. Okay. That's that's very simple the way this goes. And our battle. We got to remember this. Is against the God of this world. We've got to keep him as much as possible. Out of our lives. Okay. We, we can't we can't buy into his lies. And, his, and, and all this stuff that he's got going on. We've got to be very careful. That's, why, that's where the truth becomes paramount. So important. To grasp the truth, okay, and hold on to it. Dr. Dennis, real question here. Why did Jesus go to hell for three days? I never could understand that. He had to do that just like you and I would have went because he had all the sins of the world on him, okay? But he also went to hell for a reason. He went to preach. He gave everybody in hell a chance. He said, this has been done. All of history stops right here on this moment in time. Everything has been done for you. Will you accept it or will you turn your back on it? Everybody, even the people in hell, had the chance to embrace the truth, folks, or turn their back on it. And that's what these shows like Chris and I do tell you. You embrace that truth. Don't turn your back on it. That'll be right. the last worst mistake you could possibly make. Don't do that. Okay. Embrace that truth. 
Let that truth be the light of your life and fight against the God of this world. Okay? Don't let him into your life. Don't let him seduce you with wealth and fame or whatever it is that he's, he knows is a chink in your armor. Whatever it is. Okay? Whether it's pornography, gambling, drink, drugs, whatever it is. Nothing is important. Listen to this. Nothing, nothing should replace your eternal destiny. Okay? Not no one, not no thing, not no how. Okay? Nothing should jeopardize your eternal destiny. Because as paranormal investigators, we can tell you without a doubt, I can for sure, that there is something else beyond this life. This is not the end. You know, Chris says something, you know, not a, lot, a few shows back, and I always, I've always I've heard it before. But it's very interesting. It's a very logical thing. If, if what we believe turns out to be nothing, then we've lost nothing. But if you don't believe and it turns out what we believe is real, then you've lost everything. That is correct. Don't, don't make that mistake. Okay, be very careful. Your eternal destiny is what, Chris? It's eternal. That's correct. Okay, when we say eternal, we mean forever, without end. You know, one of the first Christian symbols, although it was a fish, was also a circle. What does a circle symbolize? The wedding band that you wear symbolizes forever, eternal, with no end. Okay, that's what that symbolizes. And that's what we've got to watch out for. The God of this world is trying to get in our lives. He's trying to guide us. He's trying to, to wrap his hands around our very souls. Don't let him do that. Guard against him. Find out what you need to know. Get the knowledge you need to know to stand against the gods of this world, the gods of government, the gods of industry. The gods of religion and education and science stand against these gods because they're not the real gods. Like I said, they're fake gods. They're false gods. They're really a lot of times the demonic. That's what they are. When I said I pull, when you pull that mask back, you know, you know what you're looking at, folks. Be honest with yourself. You know exactly what you're looking at and what is behind. That mask. And you don't want it to be your God. Okay. Definitely not. So we got a lot of questions here. Come on, hit us with some more questions. Interesting subject. Uh-huh. But, Any you know, this ties in what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you know, the, the, the demons of the mind. Uh, this ties in directly with that. The gods of this world can hook up with the demons of the mind and get you to believe things, or get you to want things that are not necessarily good for you. Uh, that's just the way they play. But like I say, they will always, if you know you've got a chink in your armor, if you know you've got a weakness, bar that door, folks. Put an extra bar on that door, okay? Guard it well, okay? Because that's where they're going to get you. That's where they're going to attack. They, they, they're they smart that way. They're just like a shark. When it smells blood, that's what they go for. You know? 
You don't want to get between shark and some blood, okay? <laughs> you don't want to do that. Uh, that's just the way those things work. Regarding demons of the mind, could doubt could doubt be evil, weakness to truth? Doubt is the enemy of faith. Fear and doubt are the enemies of faith. You want to stay away from those enemies of faith. You want to go with what strengthens your faith, which can be the word of God, which can be studying the word of God, which can be your your actual relationship with God. That's what you got, your spiritual relationships, what you got to work on. Your spirituality is the basis of your faith. Don't 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 correct. forget that. That's very important. Very important. But uh, yeah, thank you. That is what I meant. Okay, good. Definitely. Crazy thing is, even when you experience heaven and hell, eternal suffering and eternal grace, I still sin every day. That is the imperfection of man, Derek. We're not going to be perfect in this world. Okay, one day we will obtain perfection. When we are with our God, where we need to be, okay, we will be perfect like him. That's what the Bible says. Although you see through a, a, a glass darkly now, one day you will see all things clearly. One day you will exist. You will have a different existence, an eternal existence that will be the perfection, perfected holiness of God. The angels that stand before God are called holy angels for one reason. They stand before God. That's rubbed off on them, okay? That perfection, that holiness is part of their makeup. Although they can, they're not robots. They can turn their back on it. We know that. That's where you get a lot of demons from, definitely. Uh, let me say one more thing. There's a, there's a lot of erroneous thing about this. Demons are not former people, okay? People cannot become true demons, although they can be downright close to it. <laughs> they can be very mean and evil when they want to be. Absolutely. They can be very demonic, but they can't be true demons. Okay. The only true demons are probably the product of Nephilim and Angelium hosts. Okay. They could be the product of that. But they're, they're one and the same, the Nephilim and the angelic host, although it's just a corruption of the human thing. I'm not going to get into the Nephilim tonight, but we're going to have to do a show on that and clarify some stuff on that one night. But definitely, demons never were human, okay? You got to remember that. They are inhuman. They never were human to begin with, okay? Real demons, okay? There are evil spirits in the world that may be connected with Nephilim. But that's something else we'll talk about later. Are we wrong to not believe in religion? I don't. And I do believe in the 12 universal laws. And all. Let me say this, Yolanda. Religion is a man-made thing. I've said that before. Okay? you got to remember that. That's very important. Religion is man-made. Go back to the Bible. What religion was Jesus, Chris? He was Jerusalem. He was, uh, what do you call it? Well, he he was in his Nazarene. Nazarene, yes. Because he, he came from where? Then he, he didn't came have from Nazareth. Right. But he didn't have a religion. No. God does not have a religion, okay? God not, God is not sitting in the saying, Well, I wonder when the, when the next Baptist church is gonna open up. No. He's not a religion, folks. That's man made stuff. Usually 
man-made so they can control other people with it. Okay, that's what it's basically about. That's what Jesus said to the Pharisees. The Pharisees were the religious sect that he had to deal with. Okay, he kept butting heads with them every time he turned around. They were trying to trap him, trick him. They wanted to kill him. They ended up accomplishing that, by the way. They thought. He got button heads with these religious sealers, okay? And what did, what did he call them? Listen very closely. This is what Jesus said. Go back to what Jesus said, okay? Always go back to what Jesus said. Jesus said, you vipers. He called them snakes. You make it hard on people to go to God. They're working not for God, folks. Religion is most of the time not working for God. It's working either for man or Satan or both. Okay? I hate to say that, but that's the way it goes. Don't put your faith and trust your soul to religion. Okay? Don't do that. Be very careful about that. Why wasn't there a record between the Old Testament and the New? Well, there may be for all we know somewhere in the world tonight. We really don't know. You know, it's a, but God has given us what we need. Okay, it's there if you'll just utilize it by the auspices of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will teach you and exonerate what you need to, to read and learn and the truth. The Holy Spirit, folks, what I talked about last week, will give you the truth. It will help you see and know and grasp the truth. If it don't, it ain't the Holy Spirit. You're dealing with something yeah, else. Just, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Religions are another form of uh, what was it? The religions are another form of government when it comes down to it. It's really that. It's just uh, it's just got, religion. I've often said is man, man putting God in a box and saying, okay, this is the way God is. Who who, who can do that? I mean, who would you, you get good with that? Okay, God doesn't like that. If I was God, I'd be very put out about that. Don't put me in a box and pull me out whenever you want to spear me on something here. It don't work that way, you know. Mm -mm. Politics. Okay, you know what Mark Twain said about politics. Politics is okay if it wasn't for the politicians. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yep. Well, I'm going to tell you something about that is exactly uh, the, the symbolism of the book of Revelation. When the beast, the Antichrist, rises up out of the ocean. What do you think that ocean symbolizes? The world of politics. That's what that ocean really is. He's coming up out of, all right? You're not going to stand on Myrtle Beach and see him come up out of the ocean. That way. We're talking about the world of politics. That's where he's coming up out of, definitely. Give us some good questions. Uh -huh. Stingray, he's not he's the not, kind he can just wind up on a Sunday. Uh, exactly right. You know, I've had I've had people come to me in a lot of spiritual situations. Says, "Can't you do this? Can't you do that?" And I tell them, "I said, God is not a magical ointment." Okay, I don't have a jar of it here. Okay, <laughs> it it don't work that way, folks. That's not faith. You got to have faith. You know, Chris, if you come to me, Chris. And you want me to pray for you, that's all right. I put hands on you and pray for you. Oh, yeah. You, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I ask God to heal you or help you or whatever the situation is. But you 
What did Jesus say? Your faith has made you what? Whole. Your faith. It wasn't Dennis's faith. It wasn't Joe Biden's faith. It was your faith. That's what you got to connect with, folks. You can't look to somebody else to smear some God ointment on you and everything's going to clear up. It don't work yeah. that way. That is, that is correct. It's what you believe in God, universe, creator, source. That's why I said what I said, because I believe we always come back to clear our karmic debt in this world, but that's my belief. Here's another thing, okay? Like I said, seek out the truth. It really will set you free. And I'm not talking about from physical bondage, although it can do that. I'm talking about some spiritual freedom, okay? That's the main thing. It will spiritually set you free as well, okay? Now, all you have to have is faith as small as a mustard seed. That's it. Don't even have to be that size. It can move a mountain. Think about it. That's what he said. I didn't say that. I didn't make that up. It wasn't in a comic book. Jesus said that. It will move a mountain. You know, you know. I was looking at a film the other day. People do not realize the power of the ocean. I was looking at a film the other day of a tanker out in the North Sea. Some of the North Seas, some of the roughest ocean in the world. There were like mountains of water coming down on that. Scary looking, folks. I'm going to tell you why. But a mountain is a big thing, okay? I've climbed a couple of them, I know. <laughs> they can be pretty big. Mm. All right, Doctor, want to lead us in prayer? No, right, I need to spy our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask tonight that you lead us down the road to the truth that we need. That you will guide us and guard us, and protect us, and hold us fast and safe against the God of this world. That you will open our eyes and open us up spiritually to what you have in store for us. Because our very eternal fates depend upon him. We ask that you give us the protection of your holy angels that you give us the enlightenment of your Holy Spirit, that you give us a rapport with your Son, that you give us the things that we need to stand in this world today against the God and gods of this world. In your most holy name, we ask that you do this. And in the name of your Son and by the blood and name of Jesus Christ, we ask this. Your will be done. Amen. Amen. Interesting topic today. Yep. So hopefully everybody enjoyed the show. And like Yolanda says, Merry Christmas to all and to all God's people. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you have a good That's week right. coming up. And I think you're going to like next week's Christmas show. We're going to have the greatest gift of all. And Check it out. Coast to coast around the world. We'll catch you on the next show. Godspeed. Bye, Akundias.